Will Doug Ford save us from rent control? Find out on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Welcome back to the show once again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support for this show. And thank you for all the great comments that I received. Today, I was just talking to a real estate agent who's new into the business, a young guy, and he was telling me a funny story about how him and his friend used to drive into the city um, from Mississauga, and they would listen to the True Condos podcast on their way in. Uh, so that's great to hear. And now he's uh, very su- becoming a very successful real estate agent um, downtown Toronto. So very cool to hear stories like that um, out there. Thank you again for the support. Thank you for your reviews as well. If you want to um, just thank me for the show or show your appreciation in any way, a great way to do that is by simply leaving a review on iTunes. Um, it helps me know if I'm doing a good job or not and also helps other people find out about the show because iTunes will uh, boost up the shows that have a lot of reviews. So if you can leave me a review on iTunes, just takes 30 seconds. That would be much appreciated. So want to talk on today's episode about rent control and specifically Doug Ford and the uh, PCs and the election coming up. So just today I saw this headline came out and to the answer, answer the question of will Doug Ford save us investors from the horrors of rent control? The answer is no. And it really shouldn't come as too much of a surprise to anyone. If you're thinking otherwise, there may have been some chatter back and forth. Uh, Maybe he was saying some things earlier in the campaign about not being in favor of rent control, but we all knew uh, and we all know anybody who's got half a brain will probably realize that taking away something like rent control, which uh, affects so many millions of people in the province, is never going to be something a politician will say that they're going to do in a campaign. So they officially came out, um, looks like a couple days ago now, and uh, on their website, they officially have put it down that they are not uh, going to be taking away rent control. I've crisscrossed the province and from one corner to the other, and people of Ontario had told me they're struggling. I've listened to the people, and I won't take rent control away from anyone. When it comes to rent control, Ford says, we're going to maintain the status quo. So very interesting there. They've officially come out and, and said that. Um, again, I'm not surprised. I secretly hope that somehow he would get elected and somehow he would uh, remove rent control. But I secretly, uh, I also knew that likely this was um, this was very unlikely to actually take place. Uh, because again, removing something like rent control, it's basically political suicide. You go out there and you say, I'm going to take it away. No way. I mean, the whole the same reason why the liberals put rent control in a year ago is the same reason why no one will ever take it out because it's a great way to win favor with massive numbers of people, i.e. renters in the province. And let's face it, uh, landlords, us landlords, us real estate investors, we are a very, very small percentage of the population. Um, we're hardly a blip on the radar. They're not going out there and making policies for us. They're making policies for the masses. And we are definitely not the masses. We are the aliens. We are the freaks. We're the outsiders. We're the people who see things differently, who uh, um, interpret things differently, 
who uh, invest our money differently and have a different different perspective on um, real estate and real estate investing. That's why we're out there taking action and actually doing things while other people are sitting around talking about it. We're out there making money and, and uh, taking action. So with that in mind, um, now that rent control is a reality and that's been a year now, um, we have to let that, we've had lots of time for that to sink in as real estate investors and specifically as condominium investors. Of course, non-condominium investors have been living with rent control forever and they're used to it. But as condominium investors, we didn't used to have rent control. We used to be able to raise rents by whatever we wanted. Um, vast, vast majority of people of landlords didn't know that and didn't actually raise rents uh, accordingly as market rates were going up. But that was the reality and that was a very powerful tool that we had our, at our disposal. Now, the reality was that for most of the last 10 years, rents have been creeping up very slowly and naturally, um, just slightly above the rate of inflation sort of three, four percent kind of range on average. Um, but it's only been in the past 18 to 24 months that rents have really shot up dramatically and um, going up into double digit per year territory. And they're still trending at double digit per year territory. I'll just make a quick sidebar here as we're as we're getting to into this podcast that um, and I've been telling a lot of people this now, be ready you are you're going to be shocked and surprised and a lot of people are going to be just blown away by what is about to happen in the rental market this summer uh, summer of 2018 in toronto it is going to be crazy i'm predicting um again the reason for that is because rental rates are increasing rapidly um as more and more tenants are realizing, you know, the power of rent control when you're already renting a place, more and more tenants are saying, ah, I was going to move this year, but rent control, I'm not moving. So more and more people are making the decision to not move. Uh, supply is definitely trending downward in an environment where, again, for the past 10 years, the, the, the naysayers have been saying, we're building too many condos. No one's going to live in all these condos. Look at all these Condos going up, they're all going to be empty. Exact opposite is happening. We're not building nearly enough condos. Uh, bidding wars on everything. Just today, I heard another story. An agent in my office, uh, brand new agent, just put up their first rental listing on MLS for lease, representing the landlord. Just put it up for lease, and they received, I believe it was four offers. Uh, four or five offers within a couple of hours of posting this online, offers in writing. Only one of the offers actually even saw the property. The rest of them just putting in offers sight unseen. Um, what do you think is going to happen with the price on that? You think it's going to go for at the asking price, under the asking price, or over the asking price? Obviously, it's going to go a lot over the asking price, and you're going to have several people out there still looking for a place to live. So, more and more of those stories coming out all across the GTA, but in particular downtown core. And again, if you're a seasoned real estate and condo investor, you know that the peak rental season and the time that you ideally always want to rent out your units, if you can choose, is the summer. The summer is when all the students are, are looking for places to live. And just in general, where families and people, people want to move in the summer, they don't want to move in the winter. They want to move when the weather is is the best, and that is in the summer. But in that, in conjunction with the start of the school year and students 
massive numbers of students flooding into the rental market looking for places to live. That means that the peak time and the time when bidding wars are at their highest, when new price thresholds are being set, uh, when the most number of multiple offers are happening, when things are craziest and they reach their peak, it's always in the summer months, July and August, um, are when the uh, the rental market peaks. So here we are in the middle of May, and things are they're still very very crazy in the in the rental market. But what I'm selling people and getting people to get ready for is um, it's going to get nuts this summer again. A big reason for that is rent control and the fact that people are not moving and we're not getting nearly enough supply. Uh, on the market that we need in order to accommodate the demand. Of course, we also have the stress test and the government is basically restricting who can buy real estate and more and more people who are right on the edge of being able to buy something are not able to buy anything. So they have to keep renting. So you have a lot more renters. So again, as we've been talking about in this podcast for the past year, uh, year and a half, condominium investors, we have benefited the most from all these changes and rules and regulations in the marketplace. We have benefited more than anyone. And any condominium investor has made a lot of money and done very, very well in the last 12 to 18 months because of all this government intervention. So um, that being said, so rent control is here. It's here to stay. It's not going to go anywhere. The best we can hope over time, perhaps they will adjust it. They will amend it. We can hope that common sense will prevail and they will say at least you should be able to increase your rent by the amount that your expenses increase as opposed to just some arbitrary uh, inflation number set by the government, which is always ridiculously low compared to what actual expenses are increasing at. We can hope that maybe it'll be something like this inflation plus something, inflation plus 1%, inflation plus 2 3%, whatever it is, we hope it's some kind of a more realistic number that more accurately reflects the actual cost of being a landlord and and, uh, and running a, a business that is uh, real estate investing. But rent control itself is not going anywhere. They're not going to go back in time. And, you know, the genie's out of the bottle. You can't undo that sort of a thing. It's political suicide. So it's here to stay. It's going to continue to wreak havoc on housing in this province. It's going to continue to um, keep, you know, it's like glue on, on the chairs of every single tenant in this province. They're just sticking their butts down uh, in their properties and they're not moving. Like it's just it's making things very sticky and, uh, adding a lot of um, artificial resistance into the market, whereas otherwise people would move about freely and move from place to place because they can get another place for the same prices they're paying. Now they're saying, well, why would I move if I'm going to pay hundreds of dollars more per month? I'm, I'm not making hundreds of dollars more per month. I don't see added value. I'm getting the same place over there. It cost me 300 bucks more. Why would I do that? It makes no sense. I'm going to stay where I am for as long as I can. So more and more people are, gonna make, are making that decision and new rental rates are going to continue to be driven higher and higher. I do believe that. Um, we are going to continue to see above typical. That means typical being 3 4% yearly increases. We're going to continue to see well above typical rental rate increases in um, certainly in the next year, but I believe it's going to continue for well beyond the next year. Uh, as you know, as the gap between what 
people are paying and what the market value of their units grows, it's only going to exacerbate the situation. The, the further below market rate you are, the more likely you are to not move, right? It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, so the supply situation is, is going to continue to be hurting because of that. So what do you, so what as real estate investors, what do we do with that? Well, three things, um, four things, I guess that I want to leave with you here today. The reality of rent control. Number one is you got to start your rents high. So be conservative, take your time, establish a high rental amount as, as high as you can right from the beginning. Um, don't settle for, uh, a low number just to get it rented out because you're stuck with that number. You can only raise from that base. Um, you know, one of the, one of the tricks that you might want to consider doing is, uh, offering a free month's rent, uh, which is a tactic that, uh, that might work for, for some situations. So you can, you can say, uh, if you pay your rent on time and in full at the beginning at the first of every month for the first 11 months, then the 12th month is free. And that's one way for you to actually establish a higher rental rate, um, without act, you know, well for the tenant side, they're thinking, well, it's going to cost me less. I'm going to get this free month. So my average monthly rent over the year is, is, uh, is less. But from your perspective, you're saying, well, the, the, the rental amount on the paper is actually still that high amount. And yeah, you're going to give them one month free. But after that, it's back to regular. If they stay, if they leave, then um, great, they leave. Then you can increase the rents and likely rents are going to be a lot higher in a year. So uh, either way, you win. And from the tenant perspective, it's a win as well. So that's that's a tactic that I have used Um and that's something you, you might want to consider using as well. And obviously consult a professional uh, to make sure that you're covering your butt legally and how you're writing that up. But that's something to consider. But start high. Number two is make sure you raise your rent every single year. So no matter what happens, raise your rent every single year. Make sure you keep that base going up every 12 months. Again, you can only do it once a year. Uh, every 12 months, if you're assuming you're starting with a 12 month lease, you can raise the rents by what the government tells you. In this case, it's about 1.8%. In the past, a lot of landlords would say, well, what's the point? I, I, you know, my tenant's good. I don't need the extra 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, 40 bucks a month. But now I'm definitely advising all landlords always raise the rent every year, no matter what, even if it's just 20 bucks a month, get it up there, get that base higher. Even if your cost didn't go up this year, they might go up next year and, and you'll be stuck. You can only do it once a year. Make sure you do do it uh, once a year in for every one of your properties, regardless of who your tenant is um, and how great they are or not. Make sure you're always doing that every single year. Number three, keep buying, keep adding condos to your portfolio. Again, how do you take advantage of these new rents, which are escalating like crazy? is you keep buying new properties. And that's the beauty of being a pre-construction condo investor is you're constantly buying brand new properties that are by definition vacant properties. Uh, they're empty so you can fill them with tenants and the tenants can pay you the current market rate, which again, we're predicting it's gonna continue to rise significantly year after year after year. So keep buying, keep adding to your, to your portfolio, keep building your portfolio. Um, and take an approach of, of building a balanced portfolio and looking at 
Don't focus on, you know, if you have four, five, six properties, you don't, you're not worried about the one property that's below market value a little bit because you have across all of your properties, it's going to average out. You're not worried about, same way with mortgages. If you're, you know, you have four mortgages, five mortgages, if one or two of them is not so great of a rate, the other ones are an amazing rate, it all evens out. Um, so you, you take a balanced an approach and, and you look at averages across your whole portfolio and you're not stressing out over one property here and there, you're looking at the full pic- picture of your portfolio and that's uh, something that you should work keep working towards. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, if, if you do, if you are in a situation like a lot of landlord, landlords now, and I certainly have properties in this category where you're, you know your tenant is under market value. You know they're probably likely never going to move. Um, you know, as long as your costs are pretty much covered or close to being covered, uh, you know, in a lot of situations you're going to be cash flow positive even, even if you're below market value. Not having to find a new tenant, um, not having to worry, you know, getting paid on time and full every single month and not ever having to find a new tenant and go through that process and, you know, uh, go through that expense of doing that. It's not the end of the world, right? It's not the worst thing in the world to just have a property like that that's on autopilot and somebody's paying you on time and in full every single month because they know, again, this is another sort of side effect of rent control in a way that's good for us as landlords. They know that um, they know that if they are not paying on time, if they're not paying in full, on the first of every month, then they risk getting kicked out of that unit. They risk losing that amazing benefit um, of being uh, of being a paying under market value and getting a steal of a deal. So they're highly incentivized to keep paying you on time, and it's a good idea to remind them of that as well, or to not remind them if you want to use that as a as potentially a way to get uh, your tenants out by saying, "Look, you're you haven't paid on time." Uh, and you haven't paid in full and start the uh, start the eviction process if you are able to. Number four, the last thing I want to leave you with is c- continue to stay focused on the long term. Continue to stay focused on the long term. Don't fret about the, the month to month, the year, this year or next year. Continue to stay focused and be a long term thinking investor, thinking about where this market is going, where rental rates are going. Um, over the next 10 years and beyond. Uh, and when you are thinking like that and that's your mindset, you're, that is, you know, you are winning. If you're worried about this year, if you're worried about this month, if you're worried about 100 bucks cash flow here and there, you've already lost. You're missing the big picture. You are not going to be successful in generating wealth and building, um, building a portfolio of properties over the long term. If you're, if you're caught up constantly in thinking about the short term things that are happening in this market. Continue to buy, continue to hold, do not sell your properties, buy great properties that rent out in great locations and hold them for as long as possible and you're always gonna do very, very well if that is your thinking, if that is your approach. Okay, there you have it. That is my thoughts on rent control and Doug Ford and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, once again, the, the link to the article I talked about in this episode and, and, uh, the, the Doug Ford comments will be at the show notes for this episode. You can get the show notes for every episode of this podcast by going to truecondos.com forward slash podcast. 
All right, until next time, hope you have a great week and happy investing. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.